Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Ellen, my life is amazing. Wow. Must be nice to be you. <laughs> it, it is. I, I enjoy it. I highly recommend it. Wow. <laughs> so today we are going to be talking about By Possession by Madeline Hunter in today's mini episode. But first, Mom, what's the weirdest fear that you have? Ugh. The weirdest fear. Oh. <laughs> I think we've talked about this before. I hate with a passion wooden sticks in my mouth. Yes. Okay, so Mom and I were talking <laughs> about how this is going to become like our our like newlywed game. And that's what I knew she was going to say was the popsicle sticks. I don't know that it's a, well, I guess it is a fear because even just seeing people chew on a popsicle stick or even sometimes a toothpick, it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. I hate it. She really doesn't like it at all. And I don't know why I have such strong feels about this, but uh, even just tasting. it's not that uncommon because it's like a lot, I I mean, other people also have this thing with popsicle sticks, Mm. but it is a strong one for you. It is very strong. Yeah. Ugh. Mom, what's mine? Your strangest, your weirdest fear? Yeah. I was just talking about this with someone else, and I told you about this conversation. So do you remember what it was? Um, I'm afraid of showers. Oh, yeah, you are. Not that I'm afraid of showers, like taking showers. I take showers. Let's be real clear about (laughs) that. Good to know. (laughs) But I think too much about how people could be hiding in my shower. Like I come home and have to throw open the shower curtain. And when I'm taking a shower, I think too much about how someone could come upon me and murder me. Well, you feel very vulnerable in a shower. Yeah, it's true, though. It's where you're most vulnerable. You can't hear that well. Your eyes are closed a lot more often. And, and we've all seen Psycho, so... Yeah, and you're naked, lest we forget. <laughs> Those are all things. <laughs> all sorts of vulnerabilities, so... I remember even when I'd be home alone and I'd be washing my face, and then i think, gosh, when I look up, is there going to be someone in the mirror behind me? I know, <laughs> exactly! <laughs> so, that's my... That's probably my weirdest one. But I don't think it's that irrational. Well, I think the fear you have is a little irrational. But having, I mean, the the amount of fear you have, kind of like me yes. with the wooden sticks. Yeah, it's true. You know, other people, it bugs other people, but not to the degree that it does me. I mean, it really. It really does. Like, I can't her. even eat, if we go to Chinese food, I know how to eat with chopsticks, but I can't usually eat with chopsticks because they always have those cheesy little wooden ones, and I can't put those things in my mouth. It's true. If they have plastic chopsticks, I'm good to go. So keep your wood away from mom's mouth. <laughs> yeah, my family's never made jokes like that before. <laughs> uh, I had to. Oh, uh, you had to. Okay. Everybody does it. <laughs> so today we are going to be talking about By Possession by Madeline Hunter. It is the first book in her medieval series. And we Isn't want it to- the first? I think it's yes. the second. No, it's the first chronologically it's the first i saw this on goodreads okay that, um, i can believe that 
And we want to thank listener Amy, who recommended this book and series to us. Um, so I actually wrote out a description this time. I mean, it's not anything great, but I wrote something out. Um, when Addis de Valence, de Valence, I don't know, de Valence, uh, seemingly returns from the dead, Moira Faulkner is faced with a range of emotions. On one hand, she is relieved and overjoyed to find that her childhood infatuation was not, in fact, killed on his crusade. On the other, he has come to take away the child she has been raising as her own, and he is claiming dominion over her as lord and master. Every girl loves that. Addis is not the same young squire who Moira, Moira pined over. His time away from England hardened him, and he has only returned to find his birthright usurped from him. Yet time has not changed the connection these two share. Addis may just have to discover that true possession is more than legally owning someone. So, Mom, what did you think of by possession? Ellen, I really liked this book. I thought you might. (laughs) I really liked it. Um, It's definitely a time period. I don't think we've ever read a medieval time period. No, I had never... Uh, no, I have no. I have and not. and the and so it was interesting to read a different time period. It was a little frustrating at times because when I read a Regency romance, like every every piece of clothing to describe, I know what it looks like. Every social political thing that goes on, I I know it. So mm-hmm. this was all kind of new to me to mm-hmm. read about a whole new kind of culture in that way. Yeah, but um, but it was really interesting, and I loved the way it was written. I loved the story. And as we get into the questions, I have a feeling I'll end up answering some more of this. But um, there were just things that I really, really liked about this story that we will talk about as yes, we get into it. I'm sure. Um, yeah, I I really liked it, too. Um, we're going to talk about some things that kind of hung me up a little bit. Um, but your hang-ups. I literally cried twice in this book. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't shock me. It doesn't take yeah. much with you. No. Um, but I did. It was just, it was fun to read a book that was just so sweeping, right? I it mean, was. it was just so grand and, like, cinematic in a way. And um, we hadn't done, I would say, like, probably Flowers from the Storm was the closest, most recent to something right. like that that we read in a long time. But, um but yeah, well, parts of the story even reminded me of the Highlander series that we just recently read. Yeah. But it was just a much more epic and in-depth yes. telling of the story. Than yeah, because I compared it to Highlander series as well. But there's something more kind of light and frivolous about some of those, some of the like previous historicals that we've read recently. Right. Whereas this is just like much more grandiose and well and just so much at stake and yeah oh, it was just yeah and it was just like a sweeping tale it was great yeah um but i i would say i i i can't like straight up say like i loved this book but i i really liked it a lot i thought it was really good and i let's talk about the characters so first question mom what did you think of moira as our heroine i loved Moi- moira moira um Moira, I thought she was fantastic. I loved that she was kind of caught between two worlds. Um, she, you know, was a serf or a bond woman, mm-hmm. but she was kind of raised as a lady, having been Claire's 
you know, I guess lady in waiting would be kind of the thing you yeah. would call her. Yeah. Um, and so she had the upbringing and the and the social graces of a lady, but she was not born a lady. We've talked about this before, I feel like, with historicals, but it must just have been so strange, like, that they're surrounded by these people who are their, quote-unquote, like, servants and lessers, but, like, they're the people that they become friends with and... Right. Bond you know, with. Yeah, who are their, like, closest friends, and yet it's there's, like, always this kind of boundary between them because... You know, well, and the way one of the things I wanted to bring out is the way this book is written, because we've read other stories where I can't marry her because this. And I always thought that's kind of a lame reason. But in this book, the fact that they couldn't marry each other, it never felt lame to me. It felt like a real. okay. I get it. I get that he's obligated to marry someone so that they can make a union, bind their houses kind of thing. And, um, you know, Game of Thrones. Yeah, and you could totally see why she didn't want to be. She didn't want to be his mistress because she didn't want to be around while he was sleeping with someone else and having Mm -hmm. someone else's kids. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I totally got all of that. All of that made complete sense to me. So, you know, because there have been some that I've read and I thought, this is a pretty weak reason to not get married. But in this one, I never felt that way. I felt like I totally get where they're coming from with this. Well, and she grew up watching, I mean... Her mother, who there was, like, real genuine love and, like, passion between her mother and this lord of... Bernard. Yeah, Bernard. Um, But they could never really be together because she was surf-born. So she grew up watching this relationship, and it just really, you know, impressed upon her that she could never do that to herself, right? Well, and as the child of that kind of a relationship. But she wasn't his child, right? She wasn't his child, because that would have made them related, and that would have been weird. Yeah, exactly. She wasn't his child. But um, just having been raised in that situation, she didn't want to do that to her children and have them feel like lesser people. We're actually going to touch on this a little bit later, so let's let's skip over this for now. But um, I I loved how feisty she was. I loved how... You know, he kept saying, I shouldn't let you talk to me that way. And she just, she just didn't care. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wrote down this line because I, I loved it. Um, there's like the part where um, he gets injured and she's really worried about him. And then she finds him in this like body Brothel. house, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> essentially. And like all these women are taking care of, of him. And she's like, oh, well, I see that you're doing just fine. And he says, I only arrived this morning and I called for you because these women are so soft-spoken and gentle and obliging that I feared they might be angels. Your sharp tongue reassures me that I'm still on earth among the living. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and I just liked that dynamic between the two of them that yeah. um, he always, like, respected about her that she didn't she didn't take no crap, you know? Yeah. And... Um, I also love that she had really no concept of how apparently hot she was. Uh, <laughs> right, because apparently everybody wanted to hit that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like everybody. Everybody. Um, we should say, too, we talked about this with Highlander, the Highlander series. Um, I liked that this seemed like true representation of how women were treated. She, There was more than a few instances where she is threatened or 
you know, on the cusp of being raped. Raped. Yes. And um, that seems to be more authentic to the experience, unfortunately. Um, right. But that it doesn't, it, like, completely avoid that as a thing, you know. Right. Not that and I then the love way she, reading and then that, the, but... The way she was treated when they, you know, arrested her for... Th- and calling her a harlot, which they even knew she wasn't. They knew she wasn't that. Yeah. And uh, the way they were going to treat her because of that. And then he stepped in. But, um, yeah, man, women were treated really awful. <laughs> yeah. Really <laughs> awful. Um, so in talking about what we think of Addis, what I re- something I really liked about him in connection with that is that he never, he never forces her. And I think it's because... Of, you know, his history of being a slave and things like that. But even with all his talk about owning her and things, he never te- he never forces her to do anything, no matter how sorely he's tempted. Well, he even says, you know, I, I'm never going to take you until you give yourself to me completely. Yeah. And, you know, he says that right from the very beginning, even though a lot of times he wanted to break that promise. But. Yes. <laughs> Are we talking about Addis now? Yes. Yeah, so what did you think of Addis? I loved Addis, and I thought that he was he was a great alpha hero. You know, mm-hmm. we're into that. Um, he, I loved that he had that time as a slave because it gave him, like, by comparison. I love the way he kept comparis- comparing his life as a you know, uh, baron or whatever he was going to be. That that was more restrictive than his life as a slave, and that his life as a slave even though he couldn't just run off and, and come home and that kind of stuff. But he's, it still gave him some more freedoms than he had, you know, by the things he was bound to with his present life. I also really appreciated them bringing in, like, the pagan religions that he had learned while he was as a slave and bringing that into the storyline and comparing that to the Christianity and how it was a more freeing and kind of less guilt-ridden kind of religion. Totally. I think that, like, him as someone who's, like, spent time amongst the pagans and, you know, grew up as a Christian and is still, you know, a Christian knight, um, that he was kind of the perfect device to kind of get us in this world, you know, and kind of give us a little bit more understanding as to, like, the conflict and things like that, um, but, yeah, I liked having him have that history and kind of be sometimes conflicted with, like, you know, because at one point I think she says, like, everything would be fine if they all just converted to Christianity. And he's like, well, they would be giving up everything they believe in and, yeah. you know. Well, and, and uh, she even said, did they make you worship their gods? And he said, no, that's not what they were about. That's not what they were trying to do that's what we were trying to do to them that's not what they were trying to do to us yeah and yeah i just i really liked i mean he's definitely an alpha but i think especially for that time has definite beta tendencies just well alpha in the streets beta in the the sheets um but yeah i i just really liked him as a hero for this time because um you know, he was definitely much more approachable, but, and, you know, he still had that kind of wounded hero thing going on, and I do love, like, between them that he had this, 
you know, he has the scar that, right. You know, they, the scarred heroes, we have a lot of those. Um, but for her, it was never a thing. And even she kind of like points out that, you know, some people are obviously like very aware of it. She's like, I don't even think about it as some, I just think of it as part of him. Like, right. No different than, you know. Well, and I loved, I don't, maybe you're going to bring this up in the questions. I love that whole backstory of how she had been there to comfort him. Cause he kept saying for some reason, when I'm around her, I feel more complete. I feel more at ease. Mm-hmm. I feel comforted. And, it's because of this background they had that he couldn't even, he was just remembering glimpses of, but yeah, you know, where she was there when he got wounded. Yeah. I really liked the structure of periodically seeing that there was more to their history than, right. you know, we had thought, you know, cause she right. kind of early on hints at like, yeah, I, I kind of had like a crush on him, you know? Right. But then like we get to see that there's like much more to it. And, you know, that for him, you know, because pretty early on, he's got this, like, yeah, I just feel at peace when I'm with her. And you're just kind of like, oh, okay, cool. But then it's kind of revealed that there's, like, reasons for that. And there's reasons for this, like, connection that they always have, you know. Right. Like, kind of almost from the beginning, right? Yes. Um, and um, that whole scene when he approaches her in the garden and she doesn't even turn around but she just says i've loved you since i was 12 years old yeah and um and then you know because that's when he first came to her when his mom died right and and uh she or i guess she he saved her from the boys when he was 12 years old she was 13 when his mom died and he was talking to her in the dark about it but yeah you know that and then she kind of like helps heal him and um, when Claire wouldn't come, she came to him yeah. and, and comforted him and helped him through his injuries. And and uh, he remembered that somebody, like, held him, but didn't really remember that it was her. And, like, she Well, and she him. held him to her breast while he was yeah, which healing. which apparently are very voluptuous, apparently. Yes, but, and then that's why it was just so natural for them when they would have sex. After they'd have sex, he would lay his head on her breast, and he felt so comfortable and at ease. But, and it's because, you know... He'd done that before. That had been a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked that. Yeah. That that kind of is revealed throughout this yes. book. Um, so you kind of touched on what you thought of the time period. Um, did that present any problems for you when you're reading it? What did you think of it in comparison to like other time periods that we've read? Um, I just kind of was picturing like Robin Hood time period in my head. Um, so... I don't know if that's right or accurate, but that kind of medieval look. I was thinking like King Arthur, which I know is not real, but like just that kind of vibe. (laughs) I don't think Robin Hood is either, but (laughs) yeah, but you know, but just, you know, that's the time period that I was picturing. And, um, you know, so when they were describing the women's clothing or when they were describing, that's kind of how I would picture it in my brain and the difference between, you know, the serfs and the ladies and what they wore Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I was picturing it in my head um but yeah I'm not as knowledgeable about the social structure and that that as I am with like the regency time period so I know my dukes and I know my earls and I know all that but I don't know all the barons and the knights and that kind of thing it seemed like knights back then were more prominent or more had a higher status than knights in like the regency time yeah so Um, I, for me personally, like, some of it slowed me down a little bit. I think more than even, like, the class and clothing, um, just, like, the history 
of what was taking place. You know, the Crusades and that kind of stuff. I had to... And maybe that's why I was picturing Robin Hood, because he was away at the Crusade, crusade, so that's what I just thought. It was different Crusades, though, because they were went to a different area but um anyway it was that's kind of how i would picture it in my brain yeah and but it yeah it's a definitely a time period i would like to know more about because i don't know much about it but um it was fun to read about a different time period now this is going to like show my ignorance yes but (laughs) um where was like the whole you know kicking the king out was that like something that actually happened well i'm gonna show my ignorance i don't know i don't think so i think i think it's something that happened well they did talk about having to have a regent if they removed him and yeah and And i know that was if isabel was real and you know like that's yeah i don't know i never looked up to see if these were real people that they were talking about it could be the way it was described in such detail it could have been real things that happened Mm -hmm. but i don't know yeah um Don't judge us for not knowing Yeah, sorry, we're not as familiar. (laughs) Um, But like I said, like having Addis, who had kind of been on both sides of the conflict to a certain degree, um, kind of helped inform me on like kind of what was going on more. Um, So yeah, I definitely liked reading, reading the time period. Even if it did slow me up sometimes, it was interesting and kind of fun to get to spend some time and like I said I think the time period also just contributed so much to um just that kind of sweeping epic nature that we were kind of referring to earlier so yeah definitely it was a very fun read yeah um so mom a big aspect of this book is possession I mean it's literally called by possession so what did you think of how that idea was portrayed in this book well, like, I <laughs> possession both by like how he technically owns her, but then possession as lovers and things like that. Um, I thought it was fun the whole way he like when she wanted to be free and he was setting a price. And so he sent a price that was ridiculous that she could never pay. Yeah. Of course, she could have, but didn't. Yeah. Um, and how she kept trying to escape him and that kept kind of him <laughs> realizing he couldn't function without her and having to go get her and drag her back. And um, uh, I think it added a lot to the story, those that, you know, those thoughts and feelings. And um, I don't want to talk too much more about it because it was going to be my swooniest moment. Oh, boy. Well, I we kind of already touched on this, but I loved, like, this conviction that she had of not being the quote unquote kept woman, you know, which was a pretty common thing back then. And in some ways it was even like a lauded position because she was setting herself up for wealth and status, you know, but to be taken care of. And, but she knew all the downsides, you know, cause she had grown up like this. Um, I wrote down this line. She says, I will not be the woman kept in the South Tower waiting for the Lord to steal time from his family and duties to lie with me. I will not be the layman whose children are bastards desperate for the Lord's recognition. And so, you know, she she knows this and and she makes it really clear. Even when they eventually 
are hooking up, you know, she's like, we're going to, there's a time limit on this. We're going to do this for a while, but the second you get married. Once you get married, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. Um, and we haven't touched on this yet, but I really loved Reese and I'm so glad to see that he's like the hero of the next book because I really liked him oh, a lot. I didn't know he was. Yeah. Um, but he says at one point, because he's, he's trying to kind of woo her and win her, but he can always sense that there's something going on between the two of them. And so he says to Addis, he's like, a part of me hopes that you force her. It will end whatever hold you have on her more surely than death. So I loved Reese and that he, the thing that he liked about her so much was how self-assured she was, how, you know, independent and... You and know. everyone seems to like those boobs. Yeah, they do it, like the boobs. It was kind of a running thing throughout the book. <laughs> yeah. She's very curvy. She's, everyone want, wants those boobs. Um, but yeah, and I loved that for him. He has this realization at one point that, you know, because he had this lover when he was a slave who was like a pagan priestess, essentially, um, and he has this realization that she kind of set him free because she loved him. And he says, it would not do at all if a pagan witch showed more fortitude than a Christian knight. And that's yeah. kind of like that realization is what makes him decide that he needs to set her free. And kind of that like, old... Completely, completely sever his hold on her. Yeah. Um... And then I wrote down this line. This is towards the end. He says, um, well, she's thinking. She says, possession and ownership, mine, those eyes declared. And it was so, his. Not by bonds of birth, but by free choice. And so I really liked this whole, you know, because there's this conflict between them this whole throughout most of the book that he owns her. And, you know, she contests that and says that she was granted freedom. And he's like, well, it wasn't official, so tough luck. And, you know, this is a running thing thing between them. Well, and this was kind of a crappy thing to do is when he went and found Alice. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he found her and he said, so is she free? And she's like, yes, I remember. And they keeps adding money. Are you sure he set her free? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, maybe I'm not remembering. Maybe I'm not remembering correctly. No, I don't remember that. I don't think that's what was written on the paper. And I was like... What a crappy thing to do. And then he told her to leave for a few months so she wouldn't find her and have her tell the story. Yeah. So I liked this whole thing about, like, them always, you know, kind of squabbling over who who was owned and who wasn't. But then how, you know, he they truly own each other, you know, in the end. And, right. you know, that... True. They possess each other's souls. Yes, exactly. Um, and that's what he had been wanting this whole time, but he was just going about it in all the wrong ways. Right. And um, so I really, I, I liked that element of the story. I mean, obviously it would not work in today's times. To be <laughs> you couldn't write a contemporary like this? <laughs> about owning someone. About, <laughs> um, but I, I liked, I liked that for, for this time period. Um so, Mom, why do you think she doesn't accept his hand the first time he offers it? And what's the difference okay. between the first time and the second time? Um, 
well, she even says in the book what the difference is. Yeah. Is that the first time it was just an impulse that came over him. Mm-hmm. And they were standing there in the church, and he's just like, let's just get married. And, and she's like, no, you're not even thinking this through. But when he came to her three months, he hadn't seen her for three months. Yeah. And he came to her and he said, I want to marry you. I'm not marrying Matilda. I want to marry you. And she knew that he had been contemplating this and thinking over all the pros and cons. And it wasn't just an impulse question. He'd been thinking about it for some time. Yeah. And still wanted her. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was, because the whole book I was frustrated with him, like, you know, you guys obviously want to be together, but, and she's making it clear that she's not going to just be your mistress. So just, like, offer to marry her. Like, it seems so obvious. But, um, and so then when he does, I was like, oh, come on. Like, he's offering to marry you. <laughs> um, but, you know, I get it in hindsight. But um, in the moment, I was like, ah, come on. Um, but, yeah, it was an impulse decision when he was saying it. And, you know, she knew that there was a lot of components that he wasn't thinking on. But um, I wrote down this line that he says towards the end. He's like, it seems to me if an anointed king can be set aside, a serf-born woman can marry a barren son. As rebellions against God's lawful order go, ours will be a small one. <laughs> Ours would be a small one. <laughs> we just threw over a king. Yeah. That seems like a bigger deal. <laughs> yeah, than, than us getting married. Um, but yeah, I thought it, I thought that was sweet when they eventually worked it out. And, you know, because it's revealed, spoiler alert, that Brian, this kid that she'd been taking care of and thinking it was his son, was not actually his son. But um, that because this kid means so much to her. He's like, you know, I can't, I can't grant him, I can't grant him like my birthright, but I will care for him as if he was one of my own. I'll always make sure that he's, you know, provided for just because he means so much to you. He was going to give him some property. Yeah. And I mean, he had it all worked out. So I thought all that was sweet. And I think that that too was kind of, um, proof to her that, you know, that he had changed and he was thinking, you know, with the right mindset at that right. point. So, Mom, let's talk about sex, baby. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the sex in this book? Ellen, I liked the sex in this book. First of all, it was one of those where it would <laughs> describe it to a point and then it would not describe. Because, I mean, you got, it's it's different than... <laughs> It's different than the wedding date, which we Definitely. talked about last time. Well, it doesn't jump around like the wedding date. Did. Correct. Because it, it, it kind of, it, well, first of all, the language that's used in this book oh, is just through so. Through the whole book, it's very, uh, I don't know. Passionate and just like. Yes. It's the sweeping, right? It's the sweeping yeah. thing that I'm talking about with this book. And it, this continues over to the sex scenes where she uses such flowery language to describe even the sex scenes that it's like well i don't think i've ever read a book before where they refer to it as his phallus phallus yes i was (laughs) like multiple times i was like wow that is a five dollar word right there (laughs) (laughs) um but i i mean it's but it's different than the wedding date in that she's still kind of explaining everything that's happening but it's not just like and then five minutes later they were right. doing this. It's like... Without saying the five minutes later. Just... And then... Yeah. <laughs> and you have to imagine the time jump. But these... And it wasn't even time jumps. It just would kind of... Gloss, gloss over. over. Yeah. Exactly. This is how you do it. If you're going to not explain 
Right. Full so on it was mom friendly in that it, I mean, there was a lot of, and not just sex, but a lot of um, interaction between the two of them, can we yes. say? Yes. <laughs> Coupling interaction, but not without uh, fornicating, as she put it. Yeah. I have not fornicated with him. All right. <laughs> that was a very precise way of saying that. Um, but it was described, but in a... Uh, Non-specific way. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know what's going on. Yeah. But it's not described in great detail. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought it was interesting. Yeah, mom-friendly, but still, like... I mean, there was still, like, very sexy scenes and... Very sexy scenes. Yeah. Um, like, the scene where he's like, go sit over there on the bed while I bathe and get <laughs> naked. I was naked. like, oh, boy. You're not naked yet. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, these two, like, you know, I mean, I feel like it's around 60, 70%, you know, when they're at full-on, like, decidedly hooking up and in a relationship and you know they're having a very active sex life and they yeah um so you you get a fair amount of it um so mom what was your swooniest moment you've alluded to it but i have alluded to it my swooniest moment is when he takes her and like drags her to the church and says i need someone who can write legal documents and a priest and he grants her her freedom and that they write the, the documents too, right mom. there that's also and just I says that was one of the times when I teared up, and then I teared up at the very end when he's proposing to her. And in fact, I have a a quote that I highlighted. I know you're not the only one that gets to read quotes, Ellen. Oh wow! And this is from the very end where he says, "We belong together. You will come back with me, and we will wed, and the rest of the world can go to hell if they do not like it. And when our children come, I will tell them the story of the bond woman who loved." from the shadows, and expected nothing in return. Yeah, I had that one highlighted, too. <laughs> but when that whole scene when he's proposing to her, I was just like, oh, Marion. So <laughs> I also had my swooniest moment as when he gives her uh, freedom. But then I also wrote down this quote, which comes from uh, a little later in the book when they're talking about how they love each other. And she says, are you saying that you love me, Addis? He says, I, and it needs saying... I love you with both of my souls. I am only whole with you. And I loved this, like, concept throughout the book where he never feels whole unless he's with her. With her. And I think it's, be you know, what we find out, it's kind of because of that history that they have of, you know, he feels like when he gets that scar and he gets that injury that he's, like, literally cut in half and that there's these two sides to him and that he only feels whole when he's with her. And I think it's because... You know, she was the one that comforted him in those in that moment, you know. And got him through those when his wife wouldn't even come and look at him. Yeah. And she was the one that was there with him and helped him through those injuries. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh that's kind of everything I had for the book, but did you have any other things you wanted to say, Mom? No, I really liked it. I thought it was so well written. I really enjoyed um you know, we talked about the flashback scenes and, mm -hmm. you know, some those can be handled poorly sometimes, but I think she did a great job writing those. And like I said, I never felt like their reasons for not marrying were lame, where a lot of times I've read books like this and thought, oh, that's so lame. Just marry her already. Yeah. But I 
totally understood where she was coming from, why she didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, his were a little less, but I, I mean, I understood that he felt obligated because of his position and because of his family history and his ancestors who were counting on him to carry on, da 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 da. You know, I get that there's a lot of pressure on that. And well, then and the I, whole thing. Yeah, go ahead. I think the whole thing of the nobleman and a bond woman was just so completely unheard of that. Yeah, uh, that's what I was going to say is I think that, um, I mean, it's just so deeply ingrained. Because in, I would get frustrated, like, just marry her. Like, you're yeah. you're powerful just marry her you obviously love her and she says that she doesn't want to just be your mistress just marry her but i think you know it's it's a foreign concept for us because it's so deeply ingrained in him that he has to you know he's got obligations and he's got you know this cert- there's this certain class structure that they have to adhere to and both of them understand that but for us it's a little bit difficult right to but I, but even in our regency books i think it's been you know, it's been great a little bit more than it has mm-hmm. back then. I think it was even more solidified and and not as gray as it gets to be when you get closer to Regency times. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really, I, I did really like it a lot. And I thought it was just kind of, it was a beautiful book. And I, I thought that the relationship between, between the two of them was really beautiful and moving. And I did love this whole, like, exploration of, you know, owning in love and right. things like that. And, um, yeah. It, it would make a great movie. It I would. know I say this about a lot of books. Only because all those scenes where she's on the cusp of something horrible happening and then he would show, show up and save her. And yeah. that would translate into film really well. Yeah. And um, I don't have any control over any of that, but it would make a great sweeping story of love and betrayal yeah. and yeah for sure I mean, it was great um so nara on twitter she said i thought i wouldn't like it because of the time period but i just loved it moira is a great heroine addis is not that much of a brute uh just a swoony book i'm happy i read it uh gg reads romance said i loved all of her medievals but this one is just a keeper and then emma berry who is one of the co-authors on earthbound she, mm-hmm. on instagram she said i love this book um, so it's got some author fans as well. Um, so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on By Possession by Madeline Hunter. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, Goodreads Group, our Twitter, which is at NotYourMomsRum, or you can email us at NotYourMomsRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you on March 4th. We will be discussing Duke by Default by Alyssa Cole, which will be the first book in our spring lineup. We hope that you all are as excited as we are to dive into those books that we have coming up. And remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show and we just love to read them. Uh, Okay, Mom. See you next time. Okay, Ellen. Yes, you will. I will talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.